Treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to the amazing world of radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to the amazing world of radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Of course, this program is brought to you through our Patreon supporters at patreon.greatdetectives.net, who chose this series as our summer series. And of course, by that series, I mean Top Secret. And today's episode of Top Secret originally aired September 25th, 1950, and the title is The Poison Hand of Friendship. Story is Top Secret. Secret. Transcribed dramas of present-day intrigue and espionage. Starring gorgeous Ilona Massey as the Baroness Karen Geza. A beautiful woman fighting a never-ending battle against the unseen enemies of freedom in America and the world. Tonight, The Poisoned Hand of Friendship. A story that is top secret. Assignment 14 began in New York with a telephone call. A strange, mysterious telephone call which told us nothing. And yet, which held the clue to something incredibly evil and frightening. We were fighting something unknown. Something that moved slowly and relentlessly to destruction. Tim Holden, the lean, hard man who was my chief of intelligence, called me in to discuss it. We talked in his private office. His face was drawn and worried. Karen, I'm worried. Something has happened to him. When did Pietro go to San Francisco? Yeah, let me see. Pietro Mano, detailed San Francisco, September 4th. Oh, that's almost a month. He left New York on Labor Day. And you haven't heard from him uh, for a week? Not a word. No reports, no letters, nothing. Has the San Francisco office checked him? Yes, they found nothing. I've been calling his hotel every two hours since Wednesday. His rent's paid until the 15th, but he hasn't slept there for five nights. What was his assignment, Jim? Pietro's assignment was to find Basil Kajan. Kajan? You know him? What agent doesn't? By sight? No, uh, by reputation. Hmm. He's one of the most dangerous men in the world. He's pulled up some of the biggest and the most brilliant sabotage jobs in the country, and every time he slips through our fingers. What does he look like? Well, he's about 240, thin scar across his left cheek. Very cultured, with an ominous quality in his voice. Karen, if we don't nab Basil Kajan soon, I'm going to have to resign. And this for Pietro Romano. If, if anything's happened to that boy, I'll so help me out. I know Pietro. You see, he gave me this bracelet. I worked with him in Europe. He'll be all right. But a week, Karen, a whole week, and not a word from him. I've left messages at his hotel, the Frisco office is telephoned, I've telephoned, nothing, he's vanished, absolutely. Mr. Holden, Pietro's on the phone, long distance, on 814. Oh, thank God. Hello? Hello? Jim. Pietro, where have you been? I've been telling the whole country why to get you. I can't talk long. Now, after me, I'll get this. Go ahead. The Kansas City, it's 
the boat, a freighter. It's sailing from Pier 88 next Monday. Kansas City, Pier 88. Listen, Jim. I found Basil Catan. He's after me. I'm going to the Frisco police right now. Now, Jim, listen. It's wheat. It's what? Wheat. W-H-E-A-T. What are you talking about? It's wheat. And Catan is... I will kill you without the slightest hesitation. Hello? Hello? Uh, Pietro. Johnny? Yes, Mr. Holden. I heard it on the extension. You want me to trace the call? Did they say where he was calling from? It was from a pay station. I heard him dropping in the money. Now get on it right away. And get Baroness Gaze that ticket on the next flight to San Francisco. You bet, Mr. Holden. It's good as done. Karen, go home and pack your clothes. Be ready in an hour. I'll drive you to LaGuardia myself. <laughs> Nothing about Basil Kajan makes sense, Karen. It makes trouble, bad trouble. Did Pietro have a cover in Frisco? Yes, he had a job as a net mender somewhere along the waterfront. A net mender? Mm, he was brought up by the ocean. Seemed a good idea at the time. I always liked him. Liked? You think he's dead? Oh, no. No, I'm sure he's not. He can be. But you used the past tense. Why, Karen? I don't know, Jim. Listen, I want Basil Kajan. I want him dead. I want him alive. But I want him. All right, Jim. Dead or alive, I'll get him. Basil Kajan, dead or alive. An arch fiend in sabotage. A man with a brilliant, trigger-quick mind. A man dedicated to overthrow freedom everywhere. And I had an added incentive. Pietro Romano was a colleague and a friend. A tanned, handsome boy who fought like a devil, yet who wept when he listened to Brahms. I would get Basil Kajan, and I would avenge Pietro Romano. Great plane ate its way through the night, speeding to San Francisco at 18,000 feet and 420 miles an hour. My mind was in a turmoil. Creep, a boat called the Kansas City. A telephone call traced to a restaurant on Market Street, owned by a man named Nicholas. This was all I had to go on. It was bright and sunny when we landed in San Francisco. My hotel window faced the bay, and I could see the vast number of ships loading in the harbor. First, I checked Pietro's hotel. He had not returned. His room had not been slept in. Then I started on the waterfront. I have contacts in San Francisco, too. None of them heard of Pietro Romano. I went to Fisherman's Wharf. The answers were the same. I talked to the net menders. No one had heard of him. Then I went to Pier 88 and got a look at the Kansas City. There was a thug tied up across the wharf. The captain was on deck. That's all I know, lady. 
20,000 tons owned by Maitland Shipping. Sailing Monday at midnight. Where is it bound for? Finden, French Indochina. Do you know what the cargo is? Wheat. Nor are you so interested, lady. Oh, I'm just a tourist, and I'm curious about boats. Well, thank you for your information. Goodbye. It's okay, lady. You're welcome. That dame's a tourist. I'm Peter Pan. Pietro! Uh, up on deck, huh? What is it, Jake? There's nobody around. Come on up. Well, it's safer down here. The dame was just asking about the Kansas City. Said she was a tourist. Come on up. Nobody's around. Okay. Asking what? When it sailed, what cargo, where it was bound for. You still see her in a light suit. Where? At the head of the dock. No, 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 to the right. Oh, you missed him. Maybe something, too. Seen anybody else? Nope. Nicholas or his thug? Nope. You trust me, Jake? I'm sure I trust you. You can hide on this boat till the day they scrap it. If you don't want to tell me why, you don't have to. Jake, they tried to kill me last night. Getting away was luck, sheer luck. So the less you know, the safer you'll be. That boat isn't going to sail Monday. If I have to get aboard it and scuttle it. I could find no trace of Pietro Romano. So I decided to take the offensive myself. I dropped in for a cocktail at the restaurant owned by Nicolas. Besides the cloakroom was a telephone booth. The number checked with the call Jim Holden had traced. Pietro Romano had phoned New York from this number. I inspected the restaurant carefully. I watched the man called Nicolas, a fat, jovial, kindly man who clucked over his customers, laughed at everything and ate almost unceasingly. A spy's instinct is to trust no one, but finally, when working alone becomes impossible, it becomes necessary to enlist help. I sent a message to Nicolas by a waiter. Good evening, madame. My head waiter tells me that you wish a word with me. Yes, I wish to talk about money. Mm, money? Sit down. Mm, thank you, madame. Mm. Yeah, now the uh, subject was money. Mm. Five thousand dollars. Oh, mm. for you. Mm. As a gift? As a price. For what? Information. What kind of information? Are you interested? <clears throat> Madame, for $5,000, you may have my entire brain <laughs> boiled under glass. I'm looking for a man. No, <laughs> I refuse to believe it. The men look for Madame, <laughs> but never Madame for the men. I want direct answers, Nicholas. I'm not here to enjoy myself. Have you ever heard of a man named Kajan? Basil Kajan? No. I want to know where he is. In San Francisco? Yes. Madame, this restaurant has a clientele that is, um, well... I have ways of getting information. Mm -hmm. The name you say is um, Kajan. Basil Kajan, yes. Mm. Why do you want this information? That is none of your business. I see. You'll pay me $5,000? If you can locate him for me, in the next 24 hours, I will pay you $5,000, yes. Uh, here is a thousand. On account. Mm. Thank you. Believe me, there is nothing wrong about this. 
I merely wish to know his whereabouts. Come back tonight, madame. We close at one o'clock. All right. Come about thirty. By then, I'll have the information. Or else, I'll return your money. Say, who is it? Nicholas. Alone? Yes. Just a minute. <clears throat> Come in. Is she here? Yes, she's outside. With the rest of the money. I'm afraid we'll have to take care of her, Nicholas. <laughs> it seems too bad. She's so beautiful. Well, let me make a phone call and then bring her in. Mm. In two or three minutes? Two or three minutes. Oh, and uh, Nicholas, yes? uh, get the 4,000 first. We can use it. <laughs> of course. Send Charles in with some bread and butter and coffee. You mean... I think we shall use the baroness for a little experiment. Isn't it uh, dangerous? If I am to spend the rest of my stay in San Francisco hiding in this wretched room, I merit a little diversion. She is the one against whom we were warned? She is a baroness, not like the others. Mm. She has money, power. We've never met, but she's an old enemy of mine. Our paths crossed in Europe. She had a career as an allied spy, second to none. It will amuse me to play with this... this moth-eaten Mata Hari. <laughs> Send Charles first, then bring her in. Yes, right. on Pietro Romano. Why not? Now listen, Max, there are more of our people in the waterfront than anywhere else. I am tired of excuses. Get him. Max is the only man in America who suspects the truth. Now get him or else. I'll give you another 12 hours. Hmm. Now, Baroness, let me see. And we don't want the lights too bright. That's better... Come in, Charles. Nicholas said you wanted a tray, Mr. Gajan. Yes, sir. Put it on the desk, Charles. Yes, sir. Is that the last of the bread? Yes, sir. Which is which? This plate's yours. The other is... Our pride and joy. Yes, sir. Good. Cheer up, Charles. Not much longer. No, sir. That's all. Good night. Good night, Mr. Gajan. Come in, Nicholas. Yeah, madame. There's a man who knows more about Basil Kajan than anyone else in the world. Thank you, Nicholas. I will leave you now. Nicholas is being very mysterious about this. I hope you don't mind. Sit down, my dear. Thank you. Coffee? Yes, thank you. I'd like some. Good. Thank you. I eat rather simply, but the bread is good and the butter fresh. Being a European yourself, you can understand how delicious plain food can be. Yes, I can indeed. Thank you. What do you think of the bread? Mm. It's really delicious. Is it? Wonderful. 
Uh, is that so extraordinary? Uh, no. We thought it would be good deed. Mm, uh, uh, Nicholas said you wished to remain anonymous. That is correct. Uh, but you know Basil Kajan? Yes, I know very well. Do you know where he is now? Yes. Where? Here. Huh? What? I am Basil Kajan. Baroness? <laughs> Oh, now, 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 now. How silly of you. Only American women drop cups and faint and scream. I'm sorry. I was rather startled. That's better. Calmness is what I like, especially in women. What's that? And that, my dear Baroness, is the bolt in the door. I control it oh. electrically with a button under my desk. Oh, no. Now I understand your reputation. Indeed. For being a frustrated actor. Hmm. Is that all you heard about me? No, I heard that you were supposed to be very frightening. And don't I frighten you? No. Uh, then allow me to try again. Uh, cigarette? No, thank you. That uh, bread you ate is rather special. Hmm. However, a mouthful won't hurt you. You see, it is made from what would appear to be ordinary flour, milled from what would appear to be ordinary wheat. Am I... Boring you, Baroness? Men who are overweight invariably bore me. Baroness, I am making a mental note of your insults. I will repeat them if you forget. Uh, the uh, wheat, uh, however, is not ordinary. I'll tell you why. In this jar is a synthesized enzyme. The first one ever to be so produced. I call it tripeptine. That is all there is of it in the world. There will, however, be more ready soon. It has an interesting characteristic, Baroness. In fact, uh, two interesting characteristics. And uh, they are? It grows on wheat. Grows like wildfire as long as there is wheat germ to feed it. You, you mean? Exactly. By the time the Kansas City gets to Indochina, its entire cargo of wheat will be rotten with tripeptine, and no one will know it. It will be milled into flour, the flour will be baked into bread, and the bread baroness attacks the lining of the stomach. An enzyme baroness, auto-digestion of the stomach wall, like an ulcer. The peasants in Indochina will eat this bread baroness, the gift of big, brave, generous America, and they will be sick, baroness. Very, very sick. You monster. Sit down. Give it to me, give it to yes, me. <gasps> you vicious little... <gasps> Bite me, will you? You're insane, you're crazy, mad insane. Insane am I? for Asiatics, America is poison. This will prove it, prove it. Indochina will be ours. can't do it, can't. can't do it, Baroness, I've done it. The captain of the Kansas City is on my payroll. I will sail with a ship. I will sprinkle the contents of that jar through the cargo. Don't you care? Don't you care that the world will brand you as a care, traitor? Care, care, care. I want publicity. Food from America's poisoned. America's gifts are gifts of death. Kajan, don't you see that your side cannot win? It can't. Can't win, eh? Can't win. We can't lose, Badness. What has your side got? Nothing but a million heads filled with silly ideas and hopeless confusion. How can you win? Because we have right and decency and God. Oh, you talk like a child. There's God on our side. And the bomb. I want you to think of that. No, but we have thought of it. We look over your shoulder while you work on your bomb. 
Do you think we haven't infiltrated everywhere? Here, here, here. Here, read this. What is it? Read it. Read it! He handed me a paper. Familiar paper. Paper from Jim Holden's office in New York. I recognized even the typewriter. It was written to Nicholas. It told of my arrival, the date... My full name, my background, everything. This was information only Jim Holden could know. And at the bottom were his initials. J.H. Jim Holden. My chief of intelligence. I tasted bitter aching hopelessness. And then anger. I didn't say anything. My hand slid down toward the heavy silver coffee pot on the tray. It was still full. The coffee was still hot. I threw it at his leering face with all my strength. Oh, you would, would you? Let me go. Let me go. Baroness, I've had enough of you. <laughs> so we can't win, eh? Well, Baroness, we've won. Nicholas. Let me in quickly. Just a minute. You've gone crazy. There's still customers out there. What do I care about your customers? What did you do? Throw the coffee pot at me. Missed me by... Well, don't stand there. What do you want? So I was making noise. All right, all right. I'll be quiet. She'll be out for days here. I hope I broke her neck. Captain, where's the telephone? Captain Hunter? Yes, some of the Kansas City crew are around the waterfront cafes. There's a rumor the Port Authority will prevent the sailing Monday. So what does she want to do? To sail in an hour. Ah, we'll have Charles get the car out. Then tie her up and wrap her in a blanket. Mm. The sea air will do her good. And we'll sail in half an hour. Hey, Pietro. What is it, Cap? Kansas City's hoisting her anchor. But, here it goes. But, but the sailing order said Monday night. Yeah, what of my neck. That ship's getting ready to sail. Funny, too. Usually they pull the gangplank up first. Look. Only one rope aft and one forward. Nothing's holding up but two ropes in the gangplank. That captain must be in a hurry. What's that? That, son, is drunk sailors. Well, there they are. Yeah, they got abroad. Didn't know the Kansas City took passengers. And she's drunk. She's so drunk they're dragging her. Sonny, she ain't drunk. She's fractured. Stop, come on. We're taking a walk. Quick. Be take care of yourself. They're taking you on board the Kansas City. I did... No. Why? I thought it... Oh, no, no, it couldn't be. It looks kind of like the game that asked those questions. Hard to see with just as dark lights. How long have we got before it sails? There's a guess. Five minutes, maybe ten. Hey, Pietro, look. Something shiny at the foot of a gangplank. What? Ah, it's a bracelet. A woman's bracelet. She must have dropped. Let me see. It is. Cap, I gave her this. That's Karen. She's she's working with me. Now, Cap, listen. I'm an intelligence. Yeah. I swear I am. I swear this is the truth. And things mustn't fail. I'm going to telephone the Port Authority. There's a table at the end of the dock. Now you go back to your boat, and the minute the Kansas City starts to slip her berth, throw your pistol four times. Can't sail without tugs unless the captain's nuts. Well, this captain doesn't care. 
Please do as you're told. Right. Get going. Yes. Operator, this is an urgent call. I'm pulling from the foot of Pier 88. Get me the closest Port Authority office and hurry. Yes, I'll hold the line, but please hurry. Operator. It's what? It's busy. Well, operator, can't you interrupt? This is a terribly urgent call. All right, I'll wait. (laughs) Operator, hello. What's the matter with you, operator? I told you this is a terribly urgent call. Well, then listen to me. Listen. There's a boat to Kansas City. It's sailing from Pier 88. No, no, the Kansas City operator. Kansas. K-A-N-S-A-S. Yes, that's right. Now, tell them that it's got to be stopped. Tell them to... Uh, Oh, never mind. It's got to be stopped. It's got to... Cap? Here it goes. Cap, listen. I'm an intelligent Now, you said that. Now, you want that boat stopped? Yes, it's got to be stopped. Then hang on. Here we go. I could see the throbbing engines of the Kansas City gathering speed, pushing out of the gulf, edging into the channel. I had bungled. I had failed. Tears of frustration and rage ran down my cheeks. I was locked into the aft cabin on the starboard side. Kajan had left me there alone. Through the porthole, I could see the lights of San Francisco, twisting, turning. I held my cigarette lighter at the porthole, flicking it off and on. Three short, three long, three short. The S-O-S. Hoping, praying that somebody somewhere would understand. And that, then I saw it. A blunt, powerful tug surging, surging at us out of the night with no light. It was pointed straight at our starboard side. It funneled dashing sparks, cutting through the choppy water at top speed. The Kansas City's whistle shrieked a warning. And then, then there was a suddenly grinding crash. The Kansas City shuddered like a wounded whale. Consternation tore through the ship. The engines were stopped. My cabin door twisted out of his frame, swung open. And then, then I heard something that made my heart race. The siren of a police boat. Kajan and his jar of horrors were captured. The Kansas City was towed back to its berth. The port authority detained the entire crew for investigation. I spent an hour with Pietro, and he tenderly gave me back the bracelet I had dropped on the dock. It had served its purpose well. I did not tell him Jim Holden was a traitor. This was a job I would do alone. I flew back to New York and faced him with it in his office. 
splendid work, Karen, both of you. When Pietro gets back to New York, I'll... I'll... Well, I'll blow you to dinner. Best in town. I will be unable to accept. A nonsense. Why, you've done more in three days to preserve American prestige abroad than... What's the matter with you, Karen? I would like you to read this and tell me if you wrote it. I got it from Kajan after he was captured. He told me they had infiltrated. But I never dreamed it's you. You of all people would do it. Yes. The initials are yours. Or is there another Jim Holden in this office? Karen, you poor kid. I'm so sorry you had to go through all this. Then you admit it. You admit that the J.H. is you. No. No, the J is for Johnny. Johnny? Johnny Henderson, the office boy. We arrested him yesterday. just heard Top Secret, transcribed dramas of present-day intrigue and espionage starring gorgeous Ilona Massey. Here is Miss Massey with a preview of next week's Top Secret. Next week, a story that began in a deserted sub-base station in New York and ended with the breaking of a personality. It is a story of sabotage, of evil, and of love and great courage. Disaster. Next week on Top Secret. Top Secret is produced and directed by Harry W. Junkin. Tonight's script was by Charles Lee Hutchings. Members of the cast were Ralph Bell as Kajan, Cliff Owen, Jack Edwards, and Bill Lipton. The music was composed and conducted by Dr. Roy Shields. This is Lionel Rico speaking. Tuesdays this fall with Bob Hope and Baby Snooks on NBC. Welcome back. This is one of those old-time radio episodes where I can't help but think that someone forgot who the main character was supposed to be. Because ultimately, the main plot gets resolved by that old guy slamming his tugboat into the ship. And then it turns out that what Karen actually has as a tip doesn't apply to the person that she thought it did. And the person who is really dangerous has already been caught. Her big highlight, I think, is just some of her uh, dialogue with the uh, villain and the way she just uh, was 
relentless in uh, goading him and really didn't let up. So definitely shows her bravery. But I would have liked to have seen her have more of an effect on the way things turned out in the story. But we'll hope for a better next week. Uh, That will actually do it for today. Join us back here next Wednesday for another episode of Top Secret. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.